There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technology. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit MacklinMotors.com for more info. Just gone five. Here we are, the Thursday edition. And tonight we've got two giants of Rangers and Celtic of the past. And where are they going to be in the future? We've got breaking news in a moment or two about one of our guests. Peter Grant is one of our stars tonight. Peter, good to see you here. Still plenty in the go. Can you believe we hope to five international games in two weeks? Well, we hope that, Paul. We hope that's the way it's going to come. You know, it's a big week, big months, hopefully, and hopefully successful. Four, at least, we've got Ukraine on Wednesday and uh, the other man who's with us is Chris Burke yes, former Rangers it. former Birmingham City Cardiff and now formerly Kilmarnock you've decided today you're going to leave the club after five years yeah no listen it was a not an easy decision if I'm honest with you Paul because of you know the relationship I had with the club fantastic five seasons I had um, so grateful that I got to play for the club uh, but I just thought that the offer that I got from from the club that I just wasn't ready yet to you know hang up the boots. You know what a great opportunity they gave me to, to you know mentor the reserves or take part on the take part and help them in the games and whatever. But I still have that burning desire to play football, and I hear it so many times, especially on this show. And like Peter next to me that tells you, you know, you're a long time retired, and you can always go into the coaching side of it. So. I know the Kamarnock uh, supporters will respect me in that um, and, it, and it's it's nice in a way because you know sometimes when you leave a club it can end, end in sour grapes from one one side or the other but I think we're both leaving each other in a good light and I think you know I've ended in a fairy tale um, and it's really really pleasing to see that and you know sometimes a, a, a club's more than a club you know a manager's more than a manager you know a player's more than a player Um and a fan's more than a fan and that's definitely what I could say about Kilmarnock You've got a special place in your heart now for Kilmarnock Football Club because Peter you saw the playoff when he came on and he made the difference because it looked as though they weren't going to come up Absolutely and you still got that quality and that's what I was saying to Chris earlier on there as long as you can play and you can feel as if you can play in a first team always do it because the reason we get into coaching managing and everything like that is because we can't play anymore <laughs> that's what people have got to remember and as you say he's got the quality that can still play in a first team there is absolutely no doubt of that and as long as he's got that and he feels that way and he wants to go up every day to play that's what he has to do because please believe me that is the best thing in the world is playing a game of football and going out and playing with your pals going out on a Saturday with that buzzing your stomach to go out and try and perform nothing beats that when you become a manager or a coach you're doing it for everybody else but when you're that player that's that individual but you've got to get yourself prepared and you can see the, the shape he's kept himself in and that's great credit to himself that he wants to continue playing after the success he's had that's amazing he's going be a agent now exactly <laughs> well, we might be in the next two hours that's the breaking news today in fact there it is on Sky they've got it as well now you're leaving Kilmarnock to continue playing career despite offer of the coaching at position at, at, at <laughs> exactly yeah. but you were 37 when yep. you stopped playing yeah yep. the week before I went to I'd been offered the West Ham assistant manager's job I was assistant at Bournemouth at the time mm-hmm. 
and the only proviso was that I stopped playing so the week before I'd played actually against Wickham for Bournemouth mm. and I went to West Ham and the only proviso was that I hang up the boots and that was quite a good idea for West Ham but I was 37 no. at the time but yet again as I say I wanted it to continue as long as I possibly could and you know on yourself you do wake up that day and you come like right enough's enough mm. I can't do the preparation all the time again it's too much you know and especially if you could take part of the coaching I mean that's mm. when people talk about being the player manager I think it's really really difficult because I was a player assistant and I was travelling during the week watching games watching players doing everything and then on a Thursday night I was trying to become the, the, the player too much and it's very very difficult yeah. because in the Saturday the players are not looking upon you as your teammate but you're looking upon you as your coach as well mm. and everybody knows I was Peter the Pointer and I like to talk and whatever on the football pitch I went the complete opposite I was quiet Did because yeah. I didn't want to think I was their coach on the right. football pitch mm -hmm. so trying to get that fine balance mm -hmm. was the important thing for me and that's why when I went to West Ham that was hit the knocked on the head and that's why I retired Chris is that partly why you think no I still want to play for another year maybe two years or whatever because you've adapted your game in yeah. recent years we've all we've seen it so many Friday nights watching mm -hmm. Kelly plus the, the huge Kilmarnock fans it's a different game from when you were at Rangers totally totally and I think that's probably one thing that I would say to any player that's that's making a progression through through football is that you have to adapt. You know the game is changing, so you have to change. Especially when you know you can't do the things that you you can you wanted to do what you did in the past. And I think sometimes that's when you see the level of frustration that other players have the older they are. And that's probably one thing that that makes them fall short and fall out of love of football because they just can't do the things that they want to do. For example. But, like, no, like, like being able to say, yeah. I can't sprint past a player that easily as what sure. I used to. You know, I have to be more intelligent thinking and maybe playing a one-two around the corner or working with my full-back and making sure he overlaps me. Then he sets the ball back to me and I can cross the ball. I'll just make sure that I'm more... Um, Clinical when I get into areas because I'm not going to get into the areas as much as I used to when I was a, uh, when I was younger and you take some things for granted, don't you, Peter? We all so, do, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh -huh. And the things he's saying there, but that's him learning already yeah. on the coaching side mm -hmm. of it because he's thinking about the game, and that's the biggest thing. People say you can be, an, you have to be an athlete, you have to be this and that. If you can't think and play football at the same time, you'll not be able to play. That's for sure. You can do all the running. As I've said to you before, you can be a 100 metre sprinter, but if you've not to get the brain to go, and that's the one thing Chris has adjusted, because he's seen that, he has to, mm. because it's not as if he's going to go back, listen, being big Alec left Nottingham Forest because of him, because we tried oh, to sign right. him, uh, we couldn't get you him. Alec McLeish, of course, yeah. yeah. We never had a wing, we tried to get Chris, mm. taught, uh, but, uh, Michael Dawson, mm -hmm. and someone else, uh, George Boyd actually, three on the deadline day, and they said to us, no, they weren't allowing Chris to come, the Boyd they said was blind in one eye after getting all the medicals done and we just thought they didn't want to sign any players so Alec decided to after that we played Birmingham on a Saturday so Alec didn't want to leave uh, and he said I don't want to leave to after but we, we played Birmingham mm. and Burke scored the winner Oof. I actually you spoke to that game Did you? it was 3-1 yeah. we won yeah, uh -huh. I yeah. felt terrible honestly because yeah. I've got so much respect obviously for yourself but for Alex McLeish because he gave me my chance That's in right, the game exactly. and um, I always kept close contact he signed me for Birmingham as well and obviously wanted me at yeah. Nottingham and Forest and you knew that they wanted and I actually you. got him the sack absolutely yeah. we left terrible. that night we, Alex said That's it. Listen, it, it was really it. short how long were you there I know it was no but Alex said to him that night he said to him, wait till after the press conference, he said, I'd like to go back to Birmingham, win the game, and then in the press conference say, thanks very much, I'm out of here. Yep. But because the three boys got knocked back, who mm. all went on and done fantastically well, mm, ironically, George Boyd scored that day, scored the following week against Forrest after we'd left and ran by the board putting his glasses on <laughs> <laughs> because they said he was blind. Yeah. You know, but in one contact. 
That's what made them fail the medical. So Alex, like, enough's enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. out of here. And as I say, the three boys unfortunately scored that day, and Burke scored two against us that day, and we left on the Sunday night. So, Chris Burke, it's announced today that you're not going to accept the offer of coaching at Kilmarnock, but you were telling us at the, just the end of last season, so last month when you won promotion, you'd be looking forward to playing in the Premiership again. You weren't taking anything for granted, mm-hmm. but because it, it was really tough. It's a different game in the Championship. So yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, and there was speculation a couple of months ago, that uh, some of the Premiership clubs would want you. So what happens now? Are you you're onto the agent? Because you'd um, love to play in the Premiership again. I, I would love to play at the highest level I possibly can, but I have to be respectful and and. And realise that football owes you nothing and you have to uh, be humble and respectful so I'm open to all offers you're not arrogant I I, I don't think you should have obviously you have a little bit of ego about yourself and you want to be the best player on the pitch you Mm. want to be the best in training every day whatever it is but you still have to have that humility Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say I definitely deserve to play here there or at that level so I think it's important for me to be open to, to anything that, that comes my way listen as I said the commander have been excellent especially the manager mm-hmm. who has been fantastic with me um, he gave me as much time as I wanted but I just wanted some clarity and I wanted it within myself so he did say to me he'll give me a call you know a week before pre-season and if I want to go and do my pre-season with them then that's excellent you know so that just shows you I have a fantastic relationship with him people think it ends in a bad way and it does mm-hmm. not end in a bad way at all and I know for a fact that they've got the right man in that job and they'll do really, really well next season. Peter, we know there are exit trials for players who've not got uh, contracts for next season and I know it's, it's a tough time um, if you get freed by your club. So I don't oh, know if absolutely. we want to touch it's, it's a massive... I mean, I can talk about it. My son, or Peter... Can we say it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Peter, just yesterday... Um, Playoffs. At Queen's Park. Yeah, yep. it just the playoffs last year, played every game, then got his um, Achilles injury uh, the day they won the league. Yep. And then this season, played the last 15 after coming back for the Achilles injury, got promoted, fantastic end to the season, played all the minutes in the games, and then there's no contract from the end of it. So a massive blow for him. One, I think, genuinely his performance deserved, but that's the club's manager's decision. That's football, unfortunately. You know, but it was a devastating blow for him, you know, because, as I say, he was, he was, people talk about the first sign, and Peter left the, the championship to go to Queen's Park, saying they had a five, five-year plan mm, to get to the championship. Morton, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 five-year plan to get to the championship. They've done it in the two and a half years that Peter's been mm. there. So he said two promotions on the bounce, and, it's a big blow for him, you know, um, and as I say, he was devastated with it because I know the, the, how, how much the club liked him and whatever in his performances, more than anything else, because you can be a nice big guy, but yeah. if you're not a good player, you'll not be good playing. Yeah. So, the bottom line, so it was a big blow for him, and it's not just him, there'll be a lot of players at, at certain clubs going through this at this moment in time, and that can be down to financially, manoeuvring people around about to get other players in, there's all different reasons, but the big thing for me is, and talking about Chris's situation is, if you're taking experienced players like Chris, they're fantastic yeah. because people always say see if you've got experienced players at your clubs but they're fantastic professionals make sure they're the best players at your club or the, the best people at your football club because it's so important that the youngsters learn off them how did they get to where they yeah. were how they play and how they get that longevity in their careers the way they look after themselves the way they eat the way they turn up to training you know the way they go about when they're at the training ground so all these things but the devastation that's going into a lot of boys at this moment yeah. in time is really difficult and I see it and as I say 
more through surprise than anything yeah. else. You know, mm. that's I think that's sometimes if you're not playing well enough, or you there's different reasons, then there's an acceptance. But when you've actually done exceptionally well, you know, and you get let go, it's it's a massive blow, and he's got to deal with that. Yeah, but I think the way you're talking about your son, I think he definitely knows how to cope with setbacks. Like you said, he's had a few injuries and he's bounced back and he's became arguably the best player at the club. And I, I know it might be a. a Heartache for him now, but that this might be the best thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because what that gave is an opportunity for other manager to just see that that's the player for me. Yeah, and it seems as if he's a great pro as well. So I'm for sure he'll be playing again at the level that he wants to play at. Do you not think that too many people talk? We watch it. We see about Mbappe getting what eight hundred odd thousand pounds a week in football, a hundred million to sign on. You see the the salaries in England. You know, eighty hundred thousand a week for you know good players, but not great players. Championship players on forty or fifty thousand pounds a week. I'm not blaming the players. If you're offered it, absolutely, we would accept it. How but does that so- stop though? Well, is there going to be a ceiling? Do you think they've there should talked be a about it cap? for so long now they've talked I, I just can't see it because I think television is going to dictate yeah. and if you don't give them it somebody else is going to give them it mm-hmm. and that's the biggest problem you've always got and there's always things we spoke about I mean I've been down in England for you know for 25 years there and the big thing even when we went, I was in the Premier League involved in the Premier League for about 10 years and the biggest thing they talked about was the cap and, but it just got bigger because they, they would go to another club and say well they're offering me £5,000 yeah. a week yeah. more mm-hmm. and that other one's giving me 10000 didn't matter what the club was, didn't matter who it was, you know, it became where it was. Was it London? Was it Manchester? Sure. Was it Newcastle? All these things come in here. But at least in England, the PFA get more money, don't they? The Professional Footballers um, Association, yeah, yeah the, the union, get money from the TV deal. I don't think they get anything like that in Scotland. I know it's a smaller deal, but you feel, I wonder what there is for yeah. the, the, the players in Scotland who are let go or who get an injury. It must be tough. Well, I was actually there today. Well, I was at the PFA okay. um, at the exit trials. I was, oh, asked, to trials, do, I was yeah. asked to do a question okay. and answer, speak about my, was it? my, my journey. It was at um, Broadwood. Okay. Um, yeah. And I actually asked then if I'm going to do the question and answer mm. with Gavin White, who's like a me- mental fitness coach, sports psychologist. He brought myself, Stephen McGinnon. You know, because we're in mm. similar situation as sure. them. Stephen's leaving Kilmarnock as well, you know, isn't he? Uh, yeah. well, they say, we tried to give that you know familiar look mm-hmm. towards him, and I just said, "Why can I not train with him as well?" So I got, I got, I got to train with the group, which was excellent. Did you train on, Bro- on Broadwood? Yeah, today. I trained yeah, with the, the exit trial players, and mm-hmm. what, what a fantastic bunch they were. Do you know what I loved about it? They were enthusiastic, you know, they were energetic, you know, they were positive, and I don't know if that was just because they were a bit desperate so when you're desperate you kind of try and find yourself again don't you either curl up or you, you know that I this might be I think you're maybe doing yourself moment. a disservice here probably mm-hmm. the fact that you've taken part in the training you don't realise how important that is that gives them a lift yep. you know being in a situation like that because I know for myself if I was seeing Chris Burt train I'm like show, show Chris yeah, I'm a course. good player you know Raise I was, training, I was yep. training with Chris Burt today mm-hmm. da 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 and that's all the things and it's fantastic you're doing things like that because people don't realise what these boys are going through it's all right us as parents mm. or friends or whatever, you know, saying everything will be fine, but maybe it's not. We don't know. That's that's the reality of football. You can tell them as much as you want. You know, you're hoping that's what it's going to be for them, but you don't know. And these boys spend a little bit of time on their own. And as you say, they'll be picking up nowadays their phone all the time can tell you who's signing with who and they'll see players going mm-hmm. here, there and everywhere. They're still not moving anywhere. And even in their mind, they're playing games in their mind and that's what yep. we've got to be careful of. That's when they need that wee bit of help and understanding. And as I say, it's a lot more difficult because they see it constantly now. It's in front of them all the time. You're right. I just think we kind of take advantage, uh, we take a bit of 
neglect from, you know, we all talk about your feet and your body and how you play mm. football from the neck down, but we don't work on the neck up. And I just think you need to concentrate more on that. Is there not enough support I'd, for the well, players? It's not about, I, I think people need to seek more support and admit yeah. that there may be mm. struggles because, let's face it, as you said, you know, people getting offered this, that, Instagram posts, whatever it is, think that that's the life. That's not the life. There's, like in my career, and you probably say the exact same, you, you tell more about the setbacks you have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people mm. think you've been successful oh, in your absolutely. career, and I've been successful likewise somebody else, but I've been had so many setbacks. But what makes the difference of having a career is the comebacks from it. Can you come back from it? Not be down. You know, you have to keep fighting for what, what you believe in and have that inner passion. And what does that passion, drive, ambition look like, that desire? You know, what, 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 what does that look like? It means like, what eff, what, what effort are you going to give to make sure that that, mm. that ambition, desire makes something of you? You know, what is it doing the extra work? What is eating the right things? What is sleeping at the right time? What is doing more than what the guy next to you is doing? Because you can't just constantly keep making the same mistakes. You have to just have some sort of self-awareness. In mm. fact, you know, if you're not self-aware, I don't think you can improve. Yeah. I think if you have that tunnel vision and think, well, what mistakes you're making because the same things are happening. So be more self-aware within yourself. And so you do that, Chris, right? You do all that. You do all that preparation, you know? So I can look at uh, Peter because mm -hmm. that's my son and I see yep. him all the years and I know he does everything to the book. Total Prob pro. Probably yep. 28, doesn't drink, all yep. these sort mm -hmm. of things. So that's fine. Like his father. So, <laughs> I'm used to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But as I say, so you have all that professional. I think that's the thing. You can put your head in the pillow and say, well, I've done everything right yep. but sometimes that can be the more galling thing because you'll see others who you know are not like that you know you see it constantly you say well mm. what is that I'm, I'm doing it, everything you know and it's not down to talent it's not down to it's a bit of fortune or somebody needs that position more than they need that position but you're trying to explain that to boys yeah. and it's very difficult for them to say well Chris I, I've done all that yeah. and that guy over there I know he's not this he's not that but how am I not getting that and it doesn't matter but the big thing with that is you can put your head in the pillow at night and say well I gave absolutely That's everything it. trying to do it right give you know, I gave yep. it everything trying to do it right and at the end of the day I never had a little bit of fortune I wasn't good enough but I'd mm. done everything prepared everything to do it right and it just still didn't mm. work so funny enough you said that because I'm quite rigid in my work mm. so the Albroth game the game yeah, yeah. Mm. So the decider yeah, yeah I knew I wasn't playing but I could have easily not done the work beforehand that I normally do. Mm. And I'll be honest, I really didn't feel like doing it because I had disappointment, whatever it was. I really didn't. Where you, did you expect to right, start? So usually, yeah. like, I'll do the yoga, I'll meditate before my football, do my straight, whatever it is. But at home, I definitely meditate and I do yoga. And I wasn't going to do it. And I thought, no, because you'll hate yourself for that. Mm. You know, I really, what I'm going to do this. It's one last time, let's see. And obviously, I come on and I help the team win and get into the Premier League. Yeah. But if I never had done that, then I don't believe that we would have got promoted then like if I, I had to do that for that to happen and that obviously I might have not liked to work but I liked the outcome and I think that's you'd really question important. yourself forever more yes yeah Forever more, Come on, not, just, just, not yeah. just for one week. You're so a question. As you said, that. I can't put my head in the pillow and sleep, even if we did didn't make it. Absolutely. And how yeah. much was that worth to Kilmarnock to come back into the Premiership? Has to be a million pound game. I mean, it has yeah. to be come well, back easily. Up. Yeah, because you talk about the supports that's coming for season Celtic tickets, Rangers, yeah. or the ones that's coming to your, the games in the top six money. next year yeah. again, or whatever. Co yeah. You know, it just goes on constant. You know, and you just you Europe don't know if you qualify mm. for Europe. Not only be simple things. You think you'll enjoy St Mirren or Motherwell? I haven't asked you oh, this, but I know just see. before the end of the season they said St Mirren and Motherwell might but want they, you. So. I don't know what yeah, people are reading. But that's what I'm saying. But that's the effect of what it has on the group. 
I think is the most important thing because it, it, the biggest thing he's probably have to go and you have to deal with him. Maybe he's not going to be a starter week in, week out. Sure. But in himself, he'll be thinking, I am a starter week mm -hmm. in, week out because that's the way I've got to prepare and train to be a starter week in, week out. But it's dealing with the disappointment. Even though you're training like that every single day, the manager's maybe leaving you out on the Saturday because he thinks you're maybe more important for a week on Saturday. Mm -hmm. You know, for whatever reason the team they're going to play against because he knows that maybe the two games you're maybe not going to have that wee bit of spark and that's the wee things you have to learn to live with this is a loyal train is often sure. we've come through a season where there have been the highs the Celtic fans loving mm -hmm. the fact that they won a double Rangers fans loving winning the cup just what five days ago and getting to a European final eight days ago but to the lows and you've played international football you've played at the highest It's not, I don't think you're in a low today but you're at a different another inflection point where you think what am I going to do next and you're leaving Kilmarnock that's the breaking news today uh, and available and Peter your own son Peter uh, what 28 years old yeah. at Queen's Park has been freed but maybe an opportunity as well and for them read many others as well in football it's the game we love we talk about the big names we're going to talk about you know Real Madrid Liverpool this weekend but the reality is the work that goes in for most people even it's a high level at Queen's Park or at Kilmarnock or whatever but there's not the money in the game mind you money's not necessarily everything but that's maybe for another podcast another day because we see people and you see the Instagrams that oh, looks a great life but you don't know what they're going through yeah, you know? Do you know what? I don't know if I'm going to a break, but I played with the most talented player. Hold that one. I want to come back to you about that. Okay? okay. Hold that thought. We're back next. It's the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. go Radio Football Show Thursday night edition or Thursday early evening it's been a bit of sunshine this afternoon and nice. showers as well it's been a bit crazy <laughs> here in Glasgow as we look forward to well there's so many internationals coming up maybe five we're going to talk about that in a moment or two Ukraine six days away the big match the World Cup qualifier semi-final if we win we then play against Wales just before the break it is the breaking news Chris Burke you've decided not to take up the I'm not saying this replaces the news of the oh, Champions no, League final coming <laughs> just listen we're not getting carried away uh, we could sell the show to you maybe for an hour how much would you pay for the uh, sponsorship which is not allowed no Chris you were saying there um, oh no I yeah. was saying about the most talented player wasn't yeah, I you were um, Peter Grant yes, yeah, that's exactly yeah. couldn't get it out yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Peter um, so I probably had to just watch you on YouTube, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't start that one. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Thanks for that. Yeah, good luck. The most talented footballer, because um, it is all about the mental side of mm -hmm. the game, that he could have easily played for Real Madrid, Barcelona, I'm sure of it, is the boy Ravel Morrison. So he came in loan to us at Birmingham mm -hmm. from, I think he was at West Ham, um, and he was a terrific talent. Honest, he, I couldn't say how good he was I couldn't explain it. you'd have to just watch it it was like watching art really? it really yeah. was what was he so field. special give us a wee but like, he could just example. do everything yeah. he was a box to box midfielder he could go past people with ease and he wasn't even quick you know he could see a pass he could just make that that break the line pass whenever he wanted and he dictated play go and get it off the of defenders and he was just a, a, a gem of a midfielder but it was just a shame he just mixed in probably the wrong crowd mm. you know and that's that's the thing you know so um, he definitely didn't fulfil his potential and that's what I just wanted to say you know it doesn't matter how talented you are it's about obviously who you mix with you know is your head right and um, is how committed you are so it's a shame you see people like, like that not, not fulfil their full potential that, that, that makes that annoys you a little bit you know mm -hmm. because that quality because you talk about the very best manager we've had yep. Sir Alex Ferguson obviously had him 
and couldn't get him. He thought he was the best talent. You talk about the schools, he's not all 12, how much he was. Roy Keane and I all say the same thing about him, you know. So it's a wonderful, wonderful talent. But you think, well, okay, so many people have said it to me. How's it not happening, you know, because I've went everywhere trying to get find that. And it's very, very difficult. So it tells you there's a different issue there. And I think nowadays, obviously, people look at the game completely different. Me, we used to have a, a manager, an assistant manager, and a physiotherapist. Yep. That's what you had, you know. And nobody was bored what you'd done in the respect to how you were feeling away from the pitch. Mm. You know, you could have fell out with your wife, you could have been feeling ill, didn't matter. As long as you came in on the Saturday, that was your ready to play, mm. you know, train. And we all had day demons all the years. You're always worrying because nowadays when you wasn't to get the finances, obviously, if you've got a new house or whatever, you're hoping that you get another one. And that's why when you ever signed a new contract, I was only balling about the next one. I wasn't balling about the one I just signed. It was the next one. You know, that really? was, was, that, that was, was me always, always, yeah. always. That was me my mm. life run. Mm. Probably at the detriment, you know, because mm. I didn't. If I had a game and a Saturday night, if I was lucky, I would go out. You know, mm. if I had no midweek game, that was. If I had a midweek game, absolutely no chance. You know, you yeah. tried to do everything right because my signing the contract was all about the next one. And Chris talked about earlier on about success. Was winning a cup final. Mm. Was winning on a Saturday, put it to bed for a couple of hours after you've won, and then it was back onto that again to try. So there was no. Mm. The great Tommy Burns said that loved playing it, did enjoy it. It's probably a different question. You know, it's definitely like, probably a different yeah. question because you don't have the time to enjoy it. As I said to you, we're champions for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Whenever time we won the you league, mm-hmm. four weeks later, I think you always think of that. Now, I think yeah. other people enjoy your success. Though. Absolutely, that's the thing, Darwin. You yeah. actually feel it because it's so surreal and you're in the moment. Hundred like, percent. The little success that I've had, I, I just feel as if I, it wasn't me. It's like it's, it's not yourself, is it? Everybody else is. Everybody happy. else is. You, you want to watch your own self, and it's and difficult. You're going to coaching now. You finish at quarter to five. You'll enjoy it to about five o'clock. That's the way it is. Yep. Because all of a sudden, come next five game. o'clock, you're thinking, yeah. who are we playing next? Just, who was at that game today? Yep. Who was at that game today? Let's mm. see, which system did they play? Who, what, who did they go? What was the result? Da, 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 what was it? Because you're already preparing for the next game. And that's the way it is as a coach when you get into that side of it. So that becomes less time even on yourself. When you're dealing with yourself, you're yep. only thinking about that. When you get into the coaching side, you're thinking about everybody and the players you've got available. So you talk about staff there. There was only three assistant and the sports. Do you think we overcomplicate it now with too many staff? Mm. Or do you think we overcomplicate the game with all the detail that's put into it? Or do you think that that's good for the game? Or do you think it needs to be a, like a fine balance? Because so many people have got an opinion on a certain way you should play the game in that moment. Is it then? I think there's a mixture of everything, Chris. I think things, I mean, if I speak, you become a dinosaur because you've been in a game a long time. But I think I've been in a, lo- a game a long time during the period that everything's changed anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've been constantly been involved in it. I've had staff say 20 people. I had 10 people working with me with Fulham under 23s. I was a manager and wow. I had 10 staff. Under 23s. Wow, that's incredible. Under 23s, we had 10 and staff. I mean, did that help? They were fantastic people, you know, in the respect to that. Mm. Brilliant at their job. And it means you could, obviously, if you wanted to do extra with certain boys mm-hmm. on certain things, which was great on the physical side, which is a big part of the game, obviously. As you said, the mental side, all, all these different things. But you had all these things. But the bottom line is, is the coach, you still got to go out there and get the players playing. Mm. You know, it gives you help. There's no getting away from that. And everybody's got to be open to that. But if I'm talking about scouting players, if I say to you, go and watch a player, I hated somebody saying to me, go and watch Paul Cooney. Well, you would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the reason yeah. I hated that was because I was going back to tell him everything you couldn't do. Because right, yeah. it's the first thing you do is you look at their negatives. Negative. Right. You know? Is that right? Yeah, well, of I course. Do. So yeah. I love going to yeah. a game not balling my backside I'm there yep. to watch the game and say oh 
I like that boy Cooney. He played really well, didn't yeah. he? He was good at doing this and that. So all of a sudden, that's a completely different mindset. Yeah, sure. You know, because you're thinking, well, I better go back with the report on yeah. what he can't do. Yeah. You know, so you know there's going to be you know there's going to be attributes, but you've got to think right. Where are the weaknesses absolutely, in it? Absolutely. People surprise you. Amazing. You're saying about the backroom team. We'll just see here. We're only a few days away from the league, the Champions League, Champions league. final, the European Cup final. Real Madrid against Liverpool, biggest match in the world of football, certainly mm-hmm. for any European, isn't it? And it was 55 years ago yesterday that Euro Club won it. Yeah. And we talked about it yesterday. We named the team and the the one sub that there was. Uh, and I see there was a there was a meal at uh, Celtic Park yesterday for the surviving. Um, it's really sad to say yeah, that, isn't it? Absolutely. All of the Lisbon lines, yeah, and you knew every one of them, Peter. Yeah. But on that point about the backroom team, Chris mm-hmm. and your old team Rangers won the cup at the weekend. We will come to that. But it was the late great Jocks Dean CBE was there. Sean Fallon, Freeman of Sligo, was yeah. there as well. The assistant, Bob Rooney. Yep. Was he the physio, wasn't he? Bob yep. was, and nearly mocking nearly the trainer. Mocking. And nearly became the kit man yeah. when I was there. That I've was my boss. And I became one of the Celtic ground staff at 16, 15, 16 years of age. And that was it? Yeah. I don't Sports know, science or anything like that? No, that, that, that was it, wasn't it? We were judged on, Paul, I remember pre-season, and I still laugh about it. You were judged on who was first to be sick. <laughs> you know, it wasn't yeah. a watch. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Big Billy got dressed him, yeah. but I always laugh about it. Because remember the old Celtic part was massive and used to yeah. run around the back yeah. of the old Rangers then and run yeah. up the big Oof. steps and whatever. Yeah. And it was horseshoes and everything. Yeah. And there was no such thing as, didn't matter how sore your legs were. There was no such mm. thing, you know, ah, you'll be all right later on in the day when you're doing mill running. <laughs> so you, you ran for the first two and a half weeks. Uh. And you remember you'd be hose you used to pull across the pitch, you know, yeah. to, to water the pitch. Hazy, Joe and Andy, yeah. God rest them. They used to pull it across the pitch and a wee sprinkler would come out. <laughs> and I remember sometimes we'd be like, try to put our mouth under the water and Big Billy said to us, if I see any of you drinking that yeah. water, yeah. he'll be doing it again. There was no such thing as getting a drink of water, wow. you know, during the training. No, no hydration. So, nothing. You know, I used to weigh myself, and that's a, and the boys were all the same, not just me. The boys used to weigh yourself. There was a, an old weighing machine as you came in the, the, the dressing room door. You used to weigh yourself, going out to training. So you'd weigh yourself, come down. I could guarantee you'd be eight pound down when you come back. Eight? <laughs> oh, you yeah, honestly, you were more like than, a quivering wreck, and you come back on and you'd think, oh, I've lost eight pound. Wow. But as soon as you started taking fluids back in, because yeah. we weren't allowed water. And then Danny, yeah. Danny was brilliant. Yeah, Danny you knew Danny was yeah. coming to close you down because Danny was rustling. Because yeah. Danny used to train with a bin bag on every day. So well. he'd take the bin bag off and yeah. I mean saturated yeah. as if somebody <laughs> was putting a hose on to the floor. You know, so we never had that experiences yeah. and maybe that obviously you're running out of fuel. People talk about you have no fuel, maybe injuries. Yeah. But it's yeah. slightly different that way, of course. And there's a big part in it, of course. I think sometimes we can be too much. We talk about boys now that... Mm. During the, the, uh, the campaign that they can't play Monday, Tuesday, they've got to have two cool down days. And then all of a sudden, I've got a run of games within two days, and you see them all playing. And I'm thinking, well, last week, they're not allowed to play this. You've got all the youth teams, it's my big pet hate. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to play with their schools, they're not allowed to do this, they don't play enough games. You know, all of a sudden, when they're asked to play these games, you see them all coming off with cramp. I've never seen so many players in my life, in the last few weeks, watching all these games, mm-hmm. coming off with cramp. And I can never remember that. Is that right? Yeah. I never remember mm. that. Come out in our period of time. Do you think the intensity is different then? I'll tell you, even our boys were some of the fittest I have ever right. at the start of my career. Joe Jordan was our coach, and Joe would be leading the training. Joe was as fit as you could ever. <sighs> yeah, Bobby yeah. Lennox. Mm. I'll tell you, there's the no fastest, modern, there's yeah. no modern day player fitter than Bobby Lennox was at right? 36 yeah. years of age. Mm-hmm. And he played well on. Oh, didn't he? he was unbelievable. Yep. 
He was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Just this big Roy Aiken. It was unbelievable fitness. Mm -hmm. i never seen Roy in the gym ever in my life. But he had an unbelievable fitness to Naturally keep going all it. As yeah. in match fitness, I'm mm -hmm. talking about. I'm not talking about everything else. If you've done yeah. a different exercise or whatever. So it was a completely different type. But I still see they're using all these gels. Mm -hmm. They're using all the different things. But I still see them walking down with cramp. Amazing. You know? I'll tell you who has been amazingly fit is uh, your old team Rangers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they've they been have. phenomenal. In fact, I think they prefer 120 minutes now. Apart from the penalties, you know, yeah. last Wednesday night. But it is amazing the sports science or whatever it is that's going on yeah. at Rangers and I wonder well let's talk about Rangers around Celtic because I'm not sure that Celtic benefited from going out of Europe because that two games a week or three games a week whichever way you look at it wasn't doing them any harm but Rangers seemed to thrive in March April May yeah. all the way apart from yeah. the penalty where will we start Cup final at the weekend, were you getting a, a wee bit worried for your old team when it went to extra time? But they were they seemed to be in control, yeah, just couldn't I, get the I goal. just felt they always had control yeah. of the game, and I always felt there was going to be a goal. And if there was going to be a goal, it was going to be from Rangers, if I'm honest. And that's no disrespect to Hearts. And you could see the gulf yeah, between the two, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you could. But I think they probably took a lot of confidence for being able to achieve a final of a European final. You know, I remember. Um, when I played at a higher level then drop you always feel as if you're more superior and maybe they've took that into the Hearts game with pure confidence alright they get beat but they held their own they actually looked like the team that were going to go on and win it if it wasn't going to penalties if they I'm honest stronger than but that's, yeah. you're talking about fitnesses that, I think Stephen Gerrard and his coaching staff have to take credit for that because it all starts at pre-season and they took it they, they did it at pre-season as well so as much as Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I'm sure he'll admit to this it, you know Stephen Gerrard has to take credit for that to get to the 120 minutes and keep that fitness but what I think is as well is that you talk about fitness levels I think they've got great mental fitness I think they're, they're willing to strive to do well and I think because they've been a group that have been together that much that they know what to expect from each other um, and the first time you do it when you do well it always becomes easier to do it the second time because you've actually got proof in the pudding haven't you yeah. you know yeah. so they could have got beat the first 120 minutes and they thought oh, I don't know if we can last well that's the biggest thing I've always said that about Celtic Rangers we've said it many times on here is the fact that to play with them as you talked about above the shoulders is more important yeah. the talent was always for the boys yeah. to end up going to there to play mm. in the first place they've got the talent but the ones that survive it is the ones that's got the mental strength yeah. to, to do it yeah. and that's to push yourself through difficult periods and handle the criticisms mm. that go along with it. and Rangers have done that fantastically well they've also got a strong squad which I think helped you know the substitutions yeah. have been great for Rangers haven't they you know the bench I, has I'm, been I'm a huge yeah. huge um, obviously see Scott Wright coming on scoring scoring the goal and stuff like that and then they, albeit they didn't do they didn't win the Euro, Euro, European final but I thought when Stephen Davis came on he was yeah. fantastic you know he did that well, again, Celtic game also yeah. so is he going to stay do you think I would love him to yeah. stay I think I, I heard Rangers Mark, fans would love him to stay I heard Mark Guidi talking about it in the show and he said um, he wouldn't be surprised if um, McGregor and Davis signing another year mm. you know the the thing is you need to worry about is who you're replacing you know it, you, the grass isn't always greener and I, and I think obviously if they're happy maybe playing a little bit less but still you need to affect the dressing room it's what you do in the changing room as well how you create the standards um, Monday to Friday or whenever it is and also impact the game and I think they're so beneficial to that football club albeit they might be a little bit older but listen they can still hold their own Stephen Davis is a fantastic footballer arguably is still the best midfielder um, next to Callum McGregor in, in pre the Premier League so in my opinion So does not fancy him in the way that Stephen Gerrard did? I mean obviously he's there he's been on the bench he's come on he's affected games especially against yeah. Celtic well, it's a few weeks ago It's up to him then isn't yeah. it then it's up to him do I want to play more or am I happy there to do that because I think he's played half the amount of games that he has mm -hmm. done 
when he's done in it when he was at Stephen Gerrard last season I think he's played close to like 38 and then it's half of that what he's done this season so whether he's happy with that and impacting games because you can just see the impact they can have and Alan McGregor's the same as much as people say they made a few mistakes but all goalies make mistakes yeah, I know, you, know, I know. you know when do you ever see a young yeah. goalkeeper in the Premier League now and up into the Premiership yeah. it's very difficult to get a young goalkeeper isn't it we had one it at Kamala it probably wouldn't get through the European games you think some of the saves mm. that people forget about yeah. at important times we've spoke about many times right. you know yeah. some unbelievable saves at yeah. such important times and big moments in the game and it changed it swung it for Rangers and there's no doubt about his quality and his class but that's what we're saying about the boys at the age they're at you know if they can keep going and still have that big effect in a positive mm. way but also you've got to remember Lundstrom came into the team you know, as well, who didn't he play under? Stephen Gerrard. Yep. You know, and I said to you, I've always liked him, big, powerful boy. Oh, yeah. I liked him when yeah. he was in loan at Oxford as a kid. I, mm-hmm. As I say, I tried mm-hmm. to sign him from Everton at the time. And they came in in massive impacts. And But as you say, it's that adrenaline they got for the support they got for the fans, mm-hmm. you know, lifting them during an important time. Everybody's going to lift for the European. That was how the, the important thing was, how were they going to handle a disappointment in it? on the Saturday and I think at the start of the game it was like that Yeah, I think the start of the game yeah. was like that everybody was like that <laughs> it's understandable and I yeah, think I yeah. think as a big the substitutions made a big impact yeah. in the game again you know we talk about Celtic we've always yeah. said about having a great bench and how their uh, uh, substitutes yeah. have made massive impacts in so many games this season for me that was the biggest one probably on Saturday there with Scott Wright and Ant coming on and he'll hold the ball up a lot better I felt this period of time you know I think that was so important We're going to talk about summer transfers in a moment or two there's speculation about Ryan Kent is he wanted down south it would be no surprise if he is and Celtic um, look as though they're going back into the market as well to bring in a couple of new players that's coming up next The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Great stuff on Sky there we're just watching the Chris Burke interview do you want us to turn it up Chris is being interviewed (laughs) there today that was at the exit trials for uh, players who've been freed but that was the breaking news at five I think he gave it Sky got it just ahead of us Peter that's the truth disciplinary afterwards in the HR department what do you think the story he did to be fair he had it for us but uh, <laughs> Sky were there this afternoon we don't mind sharing it with Sky uh, yeah, as I gave well. more detail in this one good like <laughs> I saved the detail yep. for here his phone's buzzing anyway there's loads of it's messages coming in loads of our listeners have been on um, there is I was De- Derek, Derek to say thanks I, uh, oh, there, there is a Derek but it's not Derek McKinnon Derek's been on Reagan's been on Alex's been on and just here's one of them listening to the show pass on my best to Chris Burke his passion and hunger for the game shines through top class pro and guy no doubt there'll be clubs in for him well I was just saying to Peter there off air like uh, um, if I don't get any offers I could end up phoning the the gaffer back and saying gaffer remember that offer you gave me can I get that back there's nothing wrong with that Uh, but you need to take that risk I want to play June the 10th they'll be back training two weeks that's two weeks tomorrow it's crazy isn't it so early and you just think Andy Robertson how much time is he ever going to get off well cue this good one let's hear from Steve Clark speaking about our captain he's been phenomenal look at the the two and a half week he's got coming up not least European Cup final Champions League on Saturday night listen when you you play the amount of games that Liverpool have this you know the top the top clubs play when you when you go to the final stages of the competitions which is what Liverpool have done they're going to play a lot of games Uh, the players are fit they understand what's needed physically and mentally to to prepare for the game so no doubts about Andy 
What can we say about Andy Robertson? And he has been phenomenal, isn't he? He's one of the greats when you look at it and still still relatively early in his career, but well, what he's done. Well, when you think about when he went, he never played for the first season. Mm. You know, it's so important. But then you talk about giving credit to Liverpool for taking him for Hull at that particular time and then be willing to spend that amount. Imagine somebody spending £8 million up here and someone and then not playing for a year. And that is the difference. You can afford to do that at these big clubs and it allows him to, to work his way in to get better and I think Andy's be the first to admit that he's still got his faults you know even though he's classed as one of the top fullbacks in the world you know what I mean um, and his position the way Liverpool play and it also helps when you've got Van Dyke when you play that far up the pitch course, and you've yeah. got that pace but he's a phenomenal and that's why you could never if people say about leaving Kieran Tierney or him out it's so important that both of them play because they're top quality players and Kieran actually can play the different positions and that's why both of them should be playing. It shouldn't be one or the other. It should always be the two that's involved if, if both are available. Here's the manager speaking about Kieran Tierney and his absence. Probably for everybody who's just getting the news today, it's a big blow for, for myself and my staff. We've, we've known for a little while that, that Kieran wouldn't be wouldn't be ready for these games. So disappointing for Kieran and obviously disappointing for us. Certainly is, Chris. Will we take Kieran Tierney first? Yeah, no, on, on Kieran Tierney it is a disappointment but I think the manager's already prepared for that I think he already yeah. knew, didn't he? Because it's been a long-term injury yeah. so he's definitely planned ahead and I know Steve Clark well so he'll, he'll, he'll know roughly how to, to work it The only thing I would say is you know, Andy Robertson then has to have a good relationship with that player that's going to step in because I think uh, Kieran Tierney brings out the best in Andy yeah. Robertson mm-hmm. as you said, you know, I, I really, really do he's a um, fantastic, fantastic player the two of them on that left-hand side is probably one one great strong point for Scotland is that left hand side and if you actually look now teams actually look to stop to, to get the ball that side and um, nullify Scotland in that threat but whoever steps in it's a great opportunity for them it's just who steps in you know obviously is, what it, would you do? is it Hickey is it you know Greg Taylor who's played a lot of games yeah. for Scotland trusted and it just seems to me that Steve Clark is somebody that trusts um, players that have already played and he knows what to expect of them but I think he'll also judge it on training it is a huge huge match maybe if it wasn't like a cup final then he would maybe take a little bit of a risk but maybe now he's thinking I have to just go with my tried and tested and, and maybe go with a, a, a Greg Taylor then a Andy Robertson but listen there's one thing about Steve Clark. I've when I've been, he's been the manager I've turned up thinking that's the team and looking at the, pres- the presentation and it's totally different in a, di- in a different a, way he likes a surprise doesn't he but the thing is he's got to put a defender if he's going to play with three at the back that depends mm. his system whatever his system's yep. going to play I don't think he would play Greg Taylor and Andy Robertson together because no. I don't no. think he'll play him as an outside left you know and I don't think Greg can play left centre back and that's not being disrespectful yeah to him. you're probably right you know that, yeah. you've, is it Cooper is in it yeah, yeah so you've got maybe McTominay Hanley and Cooper absolutely you've got O'Donnell or and Ralston the Jack, right. Jack Henry I think Jack Henry gets so much criticism here I, I know Jack for a long time I remember seeing him as a kid at uh, Peterborough and whatever I think he's a lot of criticism because of the way he tries to play I think he's a European type footballer right. believe it or uh. not because he's comfortable in position. he makes mistakes he makes errors you know and people maybe you know, think he's got a cockiness about him that's what you need he's you need a bit of confidence yeah. that's what I'm saying yeah. you need to be people that's on the ball willing to take the ball mm. defensively he's got to get better but he's come back into a team that's won the European games there and, and as I say, qualified as champions for the Champions League again. And I remember we played against Portugal and he was outstanding in the game. But yet again, he had his moment. He's tried to dribble out with the ball, which I've said to him before the game, don't dribble out till it's too far because if you give it away, these boys will punish. Sure as fate, he's gave it away and the boys Bang. scored. 
one nil right on half time you know and saying to him that's all we spoke about so he has the moments if he cuts out his game he's a very very good player but yeah again I think it's just the balance what you're going to have McKenna's done magnificent down in, that, I'm he surprised because yep. he's done magnificent mm-hmm. at Forest as well are they coming up you know there'll be some game that I, I fancy Forest mm-hmm. yeah. I must admit I fancy Forest but I, McKenna's been outstanding and he's playing in that left hand side position so the fact that Tierney's not I know and if you pick up any of the other injuries and Cooper's always been one has had a few injury problems mm-hmm. this year I'd have no qualms with playing um, McKenna there yeah, you're probably right. I was obviously got that. I was talking rubbish. I was talking nonsense. Um, <laughs> but um, you're a, a centre back, and it actually might free up Andy Roberts to play more freely and just not worry about defending as yeah. much, which he does against For Liverpool. Because yeah. sometimes when Tierney plays and Roberts now have a great relationship, mm. but Roberts has to watch when Tierney goes forward and then he slots in. But if he has an actual out and out defender next to him, then Robertson could just do his magic and do what he does best and play probably a bit more like he does and not worry about it and be have the Van Dykes behind them. Well, as I think would back say. at it, Berkey, talking about Big Alec earlier on, I remember coming into the job at Big Alec and it was people saying, you can't play, who are you going to pick out your Robertson and uh, Tierney? Like, play both of them. Yeah. And that's why we played the back three. Yeah. Everybody questioned it. Mm-hmm. And saying, well, listen, if you've got two of the best left backs in Britain at this moment mm-hmm. in time, at that particular time, we're talking about the world or Europe yeah. or whatever, but they've went on to prove it. Kieran mm-hmm. at Arsenal, Andy at Liverpool. And we are saying, you play both of them. And the two of them have been outstanding. You see Kieran running by him, mm-hmm. you know, in an overlap. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need with that third centre-back. They just doesn't become a defender because it gives you that extra body to go forward. You've played against or alongside so many of them and you played under Steve Clark. Yeah. What about Kieran Tierney when you came up against him? <laughs> Kieran Tierney, yeah, he's oh. a sheer powerhouse. What he was great at was stop starting you. So he would stop you, then just shift it and you would before you know it, he'd be past you. So because yeah. obviously I would be, be standing still. He was really, really good at that. But also a really good intelligent player and a good defender also you don't have to defend as much when you play for Celtic do you yeah. but he's been tested when he's went to Arsenal and he's not looked out of place whatsoever I think the Arsenal fans and absolutely love him yeah. to death and talk about being him a future Arsenal captain um, but yeah he's a definitely good player and I remember at Parkhead I think we were uh, doing well 0-0 um, I left Was that the first two minutes? I left Kieran Tierney on it about nearly 40 yards out I was like yeah, okay yeah. I'll just make sure I close the space so he doesn't play through central and he just bangs one in the top corner <laughs> and I thought what can I do there I kind of get tight to him because he just play a one-two around me or something like that but that just shows you the talent that he's got um, fantastic fantastic footballer Ukraine coming up on Wednesday here's the manager speaking about I mean the world wants Ukraine to win and we can understand it but uh, here's the manager saying we cannot take them for granted we know they're in the toughest most horrible of circumstances and we will give them every respect not sure it'll be the first time we've been the bad guys but it's, it's not so much about being the bad guys listen we've we all understand and respect the the position of the ukrainian team fortunately for them it's, it's they've managed to get out of the country they've managed to get the players into a training camp they've been playing matches they'll be ready for the game the most important thing for me as the, the Scotland head coach is that I have to make sure that we're ready for the game and we'll be ready. So both teams both teams ready to go on the 1st of June. Alexander Zinchenko, the Man City star, is saying this is going to be the biggest game of his life. And I suppose wow. for Ukraine and for the world watching, I mean, many of us think they should have been given giving a bye. 
so that they can then get through or work it out later. But um, massive, we're not just saying that because no. they're playing Scotland. We're saying that no. because it was probably the right thing to do. Sure. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm honest with you, yeah. Paul, and it is a huge game and probably the biggest game in his. But that just show that sounds as if it's emotional for him. Yes, and emotional for you every Ukraine player and every Ukraine fan watching, and that's why everybody wants Ukraine to win. Of course, they want some good news. As Andy a Robertson yeah. said himself, if I was sitting watching that game, I would want Ukraine to win. But they're playing mm. Scotland, and I have to be professional as I can and do the work and make sure we get into to playing at the Millennium Stadium against Wales you've got to put that out of your mind on the night nothing, Peter. nothing changes it's a very emotional yeah. occasion for both countries you know because everybody wants to go and play Wales next you know and then qualify for the World Cup there's no getting away from that of course it's emotional it's horrendous what's going on in Ukraine I mean, everybody knows that but once that whistle goes, that all goes out the window. You know, you're out there and it's a different type of war, isn't it? You know, to be perfectly honest with you, and it's so shameful what's going on. But as we say, I'd love nothing better than Scotland obviously winning that particular game. That's fact. <laughs> you know, there's no getting away from that. That's one time I want to see Ukraine losing, obviously. Of course. Peter Grant, Chris Burke, Paul Cooney, we're back for another hour. It's the summer edition now, but it's great to get the insight on your views, Collective, on football. Uh, and in the next hour, more about Scotland coming up, more about uh, the Champions League this weekend, and also Roma. Jose Mourinho does it again last night. He's uh, another first for him winning a new tournament in Europe. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.com Live from Glasgow, it's the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Chris Burke, who's announced today that his five years, five uh, great years Mm -hmm. Tough times as well, but they are up. You're going to seek a new club. You still want to play rather than take the offer to be on the coaching staff at Rugby Park. Peter Grant, who's also won everything in the game. You both played for Scotland. You both won the title. You both won the Cups Mm -hmm. here in Scotland. I know you'll pick me up in one of them, Peter. But uh, won the League Cup. The League Cup, I know. Um, I didn't win the Scottish Cup. Okay, I knew you would both. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you one. (laughs) You give me one. (laughs) Nancy will pop in and say hello and we'll uh, update everyone. Uh, here live from Glasgow the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors end of the season Monaco Grand Prix as well I thought you'd be there I know you were away on holiday with the family there yeah and you I were maybe, I can yeah. afford that oh steady <laughs> <laughs> the bonus for Only coming you, up you from told Kelly. me you're going to Monaco oh, no no, no I not? have been luckily enough but uh, no it's uh, yeah Butlins <laughs> Does that still exist? No. I loved Butlins. Did you? My yeah. mum my, my, my <laughs> yeah. and dad they used to yeah. take me to Butlins in a caravan. That was the, they were the best holidays. <laughs> Listen, if you don't get another club, you'll be going back. That <laughs> 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 right, was a beauty. We played, we talked about playing with Scotland. Yeah. Under 18s. We played a tournament there. We were there for two and a half weeks. And we in played, Monaco? Yeah. And we, and we stayed in that most beautiful hotel. Everybody gets the presentations just now. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was at holes in my gutties and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, and we're turned up to Monaco, which was unbelievable. I thought it was another place in the world. Never mind anything else. And we played the tournament there and we played Italy. And who signed for Sampdoria and was playing for Italy? And he just signed for £2 million for Sampdoria at that particular moment was um, Mancini. Oh. 
Yeah, wow. When he played in the tournament, Viali was playing in the tournament, yeah. and it was a brilliant tournament. And they they done kick-ins. Would you believe it or not? At the tournament, it was they were trying kick-ins for the uh, European uh, games, and it was I'm sure it was Walter, God rest him, uh-huh. Archie, yep. Craig, Andy Roxburgh. That was the ones that turned us to that particular event. Kick-ins? You mean like penalties? No, no, no. Throw, well, steady throw-ins. Throw throw oh, right. Played a tournament with kick-ins. Yeah, yeah. And it, that, that was him. Sorry, trying it out. We're ah, talking about right. VAR and all that nowadays. Uh-huh. But all the years back, and that was a long time ago. I, mean, I was only seventeen at the time. Obviously, didn't work. So Forty years ago. Yeah. Well, no wonder because for the half wheeling, you somebody launched it yeah, yeah, goal for the goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, it was unbelievable. I mean, Stephen O'Donnell throws it further than we go on holidays. <laughs> Do you remember that? Your days at Kilmarnock yeah. with him. He was there. Good throwing him. Um, yeah, he had a good throw. We actually worked really well together. Was, uh, uh, we complimented each other, Stephen, because, like I said, you have to adapt your game. He, he helped me a lot because I would come inside and find a little bit of space. He would do the overlap and run, and I would let him go on his bike and run and maybe create more space for me so he could maybe then find me and set me back. So. I remember when you see my big Alec. Uh-huh. Uh, the last game of the season, he's played Hearts, and Hearts played a young team, if you remember. I don't know if you remember it, Chris. Yeah. I seen Stephen, we went to see Stephen at right back. Uh-huh. He didn't up outside left one of the times. Yeah. And then we went away to Mexico. That was the first trip we were going on. We were going to Mexico and we trained him and he was outstanding. He'd done fantastically well and he's never been out of the squad since then. You know, he'd done really, really well. And obviously that squad at that particular time, mm-hmm. you're bringing in guys for the first time, John McGinn's and mm-hmm. all these guys, you're bringing him in, big Scott McKenna, not Jack Henry's. Mm-hmm. So all these boys, that's why it's fantastic to see them all now, obviously, mainstays in the team. But at that particular time, that was the trip we went. And, uh, and I think that was the last time Liverpool were in the European final, if I'm right, mm-hmm. um, against Real Madrid. Was yeah. it? I think that was the last time. And we went to Mexico and Peru mm-hmm. for that two weeks at the end of the season where everybody pulled out. No, will be after that, wouldn't it? Because then they won it. Yeah, they did, they did uh, win yeah. it. No, yeah. on Stephen O'Donnell, yeah, I, I, I don't think he gets enough credit, in my opinion, for mm-hmm. what, what, what he gives to, the, to especially his country yeah. albeit he's probably not started as many games at Motherwell this season as he would have liked but he has been captain at times also and that yeah. just shows you his personality and obviously a lot of people are saying oh Ralston should get the chance and, or is it Hickey or whatever but why is, is Stina Donnell in the squad? Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, so yes. like, why, yeah. why is he not being mentioned? Well, I'll tell you he's in Barry um, Barry's team last night Barry Ferguson right. was with us and his team has Stephen O'Donnell Good. and that right wing back or whatever as you like to call it uh, these days he's, he's there um, Rachel Corsi the Scotland women's captain who was with us last night she was terrific great yep. to meet her um, she was in she went with Tony Rawson in the right but that's the great thing about the game there's opinions but yes. Barry went for Stephen O'Donnell I think it's easy because he's playing in one of the provincial clubs even to say that it's not Rangers it's not Celtic it's not you know Man United or yeah. Arsenal or Liverpool it's easy to to yeah. overlook players yeah, isn't it? And, listen it's how they perform for Scotland yeah. I remember obviously God rest his soul Walter Smith and Kenny Miller wasn't playing for his club but every time Kenny Miller turned up for Scotland to play for Scotland because mm-hmm. he was he was the best for Scotland Absolutely. at that moment and that's what you've got to do if you're the best player for that in that particular position I mean, Stephen done exceptionally well. Was it the England game? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the Euros, he done ex- exceptional. I was at the game. Did I tell you? It was yeah. exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> they hated the fact I was at <laughs> Wembley, but he was, no, wasn't he? Exactly. But then I went yeah. to watch him against Croatia uh-huh. at Hamden, and I felt he sat too deep, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. And it was probably a tactic. So sometimes it can be what the manager's looking for. Told. The, the, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Because Modric and that were playing, and they mm-hmm. were magnificent, obviously. But Stephen was sort of put, had to put the brakes on, mm-hmm. so he wasn't as forcefully going forward. They playing that role, and it changed his game. And that, and people were criti- criticising him after. It. 
but that can be a tactic for the manager mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily down to the player not getting forward the manager's probably said stay a little bit at home because Perisic or whatever plays out in that left hand side and that can be a, a bit of a problem for us Scotland go into these games could be five we're hoping for five games from the 1st to the 14th of June which seems crazy given the season everyone's had but here's the manager saying look we're going into this and we've been on form we're in the middle of a run of eight games unbeaten I think we've done We've done pretty well since last summer. Uh, we're in a good place. I've, I've gone pretty much same again. I've added one or two in. Nothing new, no no shocks. Everybody that comes in knows what to expect for the work. I know what to expect from them and they know, know what to expect from me. So hopefully we just pick up where we are in March and we just, we just keep that unbeaten run going for two more games at least. So you're going to pick your teams, get them ready. Uh, here's the whole squad. Four goalkeepers, a wee bit controversial. Xander Clark, Craig Gordon, Liam Kelly and David Marshall. Uh, Liam Cooper, Grant Hanley, Jack Henry, Aaron Hickey, Scott McKenna, Stephen O'Donnell, Nathan Patterson. Although Nathan not fit for the first game, we don't I think. I think at some stage over the four or hopefully five matches, uh, Nathan will be fit to play. His return to play is, is imminent. Uh, and they'll just come down to match fitness. Uh, I would put him down as doubtful for the Ukraine game. Anthony Ralston, Andy Robertson, the captain, John Souter played his last game for Hearts at the weekend, played really well. He joins Rangers uh, at the beginning of next month. Greg Taylor, Stuart Armstrong, Lewis Ferguson, Billy Gilmore. Chelsea, of course, he was at Norwich, he's injured, but apparently he's fit. Uh, Ryan Jack scoring in the cup final for Rangers. John McGinn at Villa. Callum McGregor, the Celtic captain and the player of the year. Scott McTominay, David Turnbull, Shea Adams, Jacob Brown, Ryan Christie. Promoted, of course, your old team, Peter. Uh, Lyndon Dykes and Ross Stewart at Sunderland. Pleased to see Sunderland coming up, aren't we? Delighted for him, yeah. and obviously for Alex as well, getting them up. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's great for Scottish coaches when somebody's been successful. Mm-hmm. We all like to see that. And they've had so much agony, haven't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jack Ross was just so close to bringing them up. Yeah, what, of course. Two years and ago? I think the biggest problem was Jack had too many draws. It wasn't any defeats with Jack, you know, and mm-hmm. draws kill you at any level, you know what I mean? Especially the three points nowadays. And that was a big problem. And I think. Similar, maybe Hibs. They maybe get rid of them too early, you know, when they're, they're doing well. But the owner said that, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he said he's reflected on it and he probably. Well, he can still something, and that's nothing to do with anything to do that Sean done. You know, the, the ball going by the poster again, and we talked about Callum mm-hmm. at St Johnson the last year when everyone was flying in. Mm-hmm. This year, the keeper's making a world there. You're missing yep. certain players through injury and you're not having that consistency. All things can backfire on you, and Jack's probably problem at both clubs was the fact that he had too many draws. Yeah, no, you're right in saying that. I think sometimes, especially if you play in England, you have to sometimes take a gamble to win the game mm-hmm. rather than draw it. All right, you might lose a few more, but the extra points really help, help you get into the playoffs. You're, you're right, like Chris, you know, you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, yeah. nearly every week. You need to go for it sometimes, you do. Maybe 10 games out of the, the amount that you play, you have to just go for them rather than save it for the point and then go home and go and look for the next one because... There's that many teams that you, they can catch you up. I find, you know, and also another way, uh, if you're doing well, you're not doing well in over, overpassing just one team. The other teams have to get beat also. So it's so tough to stay in that position and climb. Um, but fourth, I think he got he, he got relieved of his duties. is incredible. And you just look at the struggles it took until they've actually got promoted into the championship. And the thing is with Sunderland, they probably think they're a Premier League team. Mm. But they really are a League One team now promoted to the championship. So they can't expect now 
to be again Premier a League Premier League team. Yeah. That's just, what you say with yeah. most of them, isn't it? They're talking, that's what I say to them. Yeah. These are Premier League support because of the numbers that turn up week in, week out. You know, you look at your team, that's completely different. Some yeah. of them live in successes they can buy, years mm-hmm. gone by, you know, if they've won this 30 years ago, they'll still think that's where they should be back to. Unfortunately, that's not the case because there's about, I don't know, 18, 19 mm-hmm. teams in that championship have all been in the Premier League. Sure. So you can't hard. get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Would, would you go back down south? Is there a chance of that in this coming year? Um, yeah, I'm up to yeah. anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure my wife will be happy. <laughs> See me not, not, not as yeah. much. So, yeah, no, that's not my okay. hope. You ready for your teams? Do you want Barry's team again that he gave last night? Well, you need to give me a it, pen it, and it a bit of yeah, okay. <laughs> I need to get the glasses on. No, you're a nightmare. Well, yeah. go, I can go first in if that you case, want. Or you can tell oh, no, me. We're always fair. Right, we'll go to Peter first. No, no, we'll come to you first. Barry went Gordon. They both went Gordon goals. Just give me the I'll say yes McTominay Hanley and Cooper with O'Donnell on the right and Andy Roberts on the left and then um, McGregor Gilmore and McGinn up front Adams and Dykes that was um, Barry's team Rachel Corsi uh, slightly different she was going for Gordon and Goal she was going Jack Henry uh, John Souter and Liam Cooper Ralston on the right Andy Robertson on the left and then Jack McGregor and McGinn in the midfield and Ryan Christie she brought in along with Lyndon Dykes rather than Shea Adams yeah so, no listen yeah. I'm quite similar the, the one slot that I was thinking about is at the back three who slots in mm-hmm. but I do think McTominay and Hanley are definite starts at the defence right, line so for Gordon, me obviously McTominay Gordon and Hanley. McTominay and yeah. Hanley and then I went for Cooper I just think okay, with yeah. his experienced height physicality I think they'll go with him Leeds staying up as well yeah, and O'Donnell yeah. and, Ra- and Robertson mm-hmm. in the, in the okay. wing back areas and then for missing out in the midfield mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with I'm going to put Jack instead of Gilmore in um, just right. because of okay. the way Jack's finished the season I yeah. think momentum will get him there and I think he likes Jack I think if you remember back you know Steve Clark did have Jack in at the beginning until he got that bad injury yeah. um, unfortunately enough and this Gilmore misses out but there's not yeah. saying there's five games to go so I think he'll go with Jack McGregor and McGinn and then Jay Adams and Lyndon Dykes I think speaks for itself if I'm honest um, so not Ryan Christie Um uh, yeah. I, think, I think I'd agree with you, but yeah, maybe I, he might go with, mm-hmm. with the one behind. With the, but then Chi Adams, I think, has been good since Dykes has yeah. been out, especially. So it just depends how he wants to approach it. But that's what I'm going to do. You could put Christie in because he does like Christie as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Peter, I don't know. Maybe he might put Christie in instead of is it Chi Adams? He's got, good, he's got good legs and he can be that extra midfield player for you, which I think mm. you need anyway. Right. And he's got a goal scoring threat. You know, so you play with that one striker that gives you that beauty that you can still do that but it gives you four midfield players if you understand instead of the three mm-hmm. and a lot of the teams now want to play with that overload in there because they don't want to give up in the middle of the pitch so if you're playing with three recognised midfield players with Ryan probably at the head of that with a striker up there to start with knowing that you've got the firepower hopefully on the bench you know when it comes to a period in the game because it's not as if you're taking a goal scorer out because Ryan Christie's has scored as many goals as yeah. the rest of them put together anyway you know so I think you could get away with that to start with I would um, I would put Henry at the right side at the back mm-hmm. three and I would put McTominay in the middle of the pitch because mm-hmm. it's an important time of the season fitness wise mm-hmm. and I think McTominay gives you that he, he, he's got yeah. a lot of energy people say technically maybe not the greatest mm-hmm. in the world but he gets against people quickly he's a 
attacking set plays, mm-hmm. defending set plays. These all come in. Here. You see how massive they've even been in the playoffs. And Scott's very good in the air, you know, so he can help you out. It gives you an extra bit of height for set plays. And I think the manager, knowing Steve, the way his teams have been, he's been very pragmatic in the way that he does that at times and makes sure that they're organised with a big side here or whatever. So if, I would have Henry Wright said I'd put McTominay in the middle of the pitch because I don't think Billy's had enough game time. No. I think he's been outstanding. You know, I know he's had his critics down at Norwich, but for a young man to go down and play in the Premier League, a team like Norwich is very, very difficult. And I say that with a heavy heart because I know the club really well, obviously. Yeah. And um, it's very, very difficult to go there. It's easier to play for Chelsea for him of course, than yeah, it is to play. Just to and, and I think he proved that. Peter, what would you say, if you were Billy Gilmer's family or agent or whatever, what would you say for this coming season? He's unlikely to start for Chelsea, yeah. is he? I mean, the new owners uh, are in town today. It's been approved by the government. Uh, the Abramovich era is over. But what would you say to Billy Gilmer? Because we all love him as a player. I'd be talking to the manager if that's who's going to be, Tuchel. Yep. I'd be talking to him and saying, am I going to start? And if I'm not going to start, I need to keep playing. He's in an important time in his career. I need to get to a club where I'm going to play, whether that's a club down in England mm-hmm. who plays similar to... St- when I was down there doing the 23s, if somebody came and asked for some of the boys and... We'd Fabio's and all these guys that's yeah. just signed for Liverpool. Yep. We'd all these guys. So they all used to come to me and say, can we get them in loan or whatever? First thing I would go and do, what teams are, I'll go and watch them for a couple of weeks in my own self without anybody knowing. And I'm thinking, no chances of going there. Because okay. they could play completely different yeah. and it's not going to be any help to them whatsoever. Mm. You know, it's a so waste it's of time. they fit in yeah, or it's not. a waste of time. Yeah. If they're going from back to front, yeah. you know, and there's no wrong or right. I don't mean that way. But if they're going to play through the middle of the pitch... Fine, that's perfect. And that's why I'm saying it was easier for Billy to play for Chelsea than it was to play for Norwich. Mm-hmm. Because Norwich never had the ball enough. So they were sitting defensively, they were getting pressed high, they never had the quality at the back to give the right even f- way to pass. I don't mm-hmm. mean that disrespectfully. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to these guys coming and closing. So he was getting a lot of criticism for that, but he'd probably more touches than anybody. Did he? And yeah. that shows mm-hmm. you hey, a wee bit about him. Yeah. Give me the ball, you know. He's so even, confident, isn't but he? Even in difficult circumstances. And mm. he's probably learned a hell of a mm. lot in that particular year. And it's just a pity they had a wee bit of break up and down with injuries and that, at that period, uh, during the period down there. Chris, if it yeah. was you, what would you say to Billy I, Gilmer? I, I definitely would have a meeting or want to speak to Tuchel, who is probably going to be the manager, and say, am I going to play and how much am I going to play if hopefully it's a lot more than what I did in the, in the past with Chelsea but I just find that Billy Gilmore plays better with better players round about him and I think it's important he gets that balance right like at his best performances have been when he plays for Chelsea and when he plays for Scotland mm-hmm. and what does that tell you he's play, he plays a lot better with better players round about him and it was a great challenge from him at Norwich so I would love him just to say no I'm going to play at Chelsea but and actually fight for my place and then maybe six months he can then go away and then find a club I don't know how difficult that would be but it's up to Billy it's up to Billy you know yourself don't you Chris like say Pochettino at Tottenham because I was obviously just round the corner at West Ham and whatever they wouldn't let boys out who they thought were near the first team because they felt they learnt more training with the team and the quality they had in the first team so a lot of them are getting to that level with these world class players that they feel it's better for them Mm -hmm. to train that is the difficulty Mm -hmm. because it's completely different for games it's, somebody's not coming in and smashing you sure. you know yeah. and it is completely mm. different even though you want to keep them I can understand why they want to keep them but it, that is the fine line there is a complete difference because I'm not going to tackle you if you're my teammate the way I would tackle someone else it's you're impossible not yeah. Yeah, absolutely. if you want to stay at the club absolutely but you're not going to do that Paul anyway could he be coming back to Rangers? listen that would be amazing for Rangers and don't know if Billy Gilmore would want that but 
Can you make it happen? <laughs> the Rangers fans would Listen, love it. Rangers are very strong in that area. Rangers are very strong in that area. Or so you wouldn't take them? I would love to have them but I don't think it's going to happen if I'm honest I don't know maybe you know something more than me but I just think his desire still is to play in the, uh, in the top yeah. top mm-hmm. league no disrespect to Scottish Premiership sure. or Rangers I just think he wants to challenge himself against would, the best players in the world would there be space at Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa for example, would there yeah. be? I mean, they've got some well, great depends if not he, least John McGinn. No, he's, I don't know. Is yeah. that another loan then? Yeah. Does it actually I mean, sell? Do yeah. they sell him? I don't know. Well, I get to that stage now. The problem that he's probably got, if you look at most, even talking about Manchester City, everybody mm. raves about football team and mm. whatever. They've got Rodri, they had Ferrandino. Yeah. They always look for, if they're playing with that one, he's usually more physical. Yeah. You know, he can play, but he's more physical. And that's, I think that's Balance. something that's yep. been thrown against Billy. That if you're playing with that in the middle of the pitch, you'll sometimes just overrun against the ball in the Premier League. Because you're right, because Norris don't have the ball. They're going to go overrun yeah. in a lot of games. So it's getting that balance for him. He's got to get a, a position where he's going to be playing games of football. And the only thing I, I concern me a little bit is some of these clubs don't want them to go back out and loan again because they feel they learn more for the players in there. But then it becomes stop-start for them. You're coming on as a substitute. People are judging you on that. You'll get the odd game in the cup or you know things like that. And anybody will tell you as a footballer, you need a run of games to show anybody the qualities that you have. And there's no, that doesn't matter what football club you're at. We're looking at everything, Scottish football, international football, European football as well, and both of you have picked your team. I think we got your full team there virtually, Peter, didn't well, we? I, I, Did I, would, we? I would Just go with, I would go, I would go with Christy. Go with, uh, and McTominay in midfield. Uh, McTominay mid- mm-hmm. and Jack. Henry at right centre back mm-hmm. um, and I, I just think it gives you a better balance I like balance so if you've got a right foot on the right uh, side yeah. a left foot on the left side especially with the players we have if you're playing with wing backs you need to get the ball out to them quickly mm-hmm. so once you're out there if it's a left footer there it's slightly different you know it's, 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 it's a different problem to self because teams just back off you mm-hmm. looking for you going square with your pass because you're not on your natural foot and these guys they've got so much people watching games now they know yeah. the weakness there and they're just after you and don't give you a second on the ball so I like people to be comfortable in the positions where they play for their clubs I, I, I'm going to change mine because Peter obviously changed is that allowed? I'm allowed 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 it's probably made that decision for him. But listen, I don't know. It's all about opinions, isn't it? Going to take I'm a quick break, yep. Definitely putting Christy yep. in. Peter's uh, spade me. <laughs> the Bournemouth connection there is... Uh, between the two, you're connected with nearly every football club. Exactly. Aren't you? I, I've only started at 32. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Visit their brand new Toyota showroom at Kennis Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Glasgow Zone. Go Radio. We're heading towards uh, heading towards this summer now. We hope to have a great one. Chris Burke had a wee break there with the family, which was lovely. Good to be back. Peter, you're not quite sure yet what to do. I mean, it's a season where you started as the manager of Dunfermline, um, and just now we're loving. We get great reaction when you come on the show, but you still. I know you miss the coaching. Oh yeah, listen, that never. I think yeah. that's the only thing that replaces. I say playing. You know, when you didn't, when you don't play, it's the closest you can get to a dressing room, and that's what yeah. I loved about it. I love being on the coaching field. I love talk about football as you know that's why they come in um, as I say so you never lose that and I'm one of these guys people say you're on holiday and they respect you taking a break waiting for the right thing no that's not the way I am you know if something comes up that you know somebody's wanting to talk absolutely I'd be jumping to get back in because I hate being in the house that's for sure exactly <laughs> 
Lorraine tells us that as well when she, when she calls in. <laughs> Why do you come in? You're yeah. so Chris, your phone's buzzing away. Is it? Who's been on? Josie oh, Mourinho. Does he want you, you for Roma? Oh, great, I see Josie. Another win for him last Amazing. night. Yeah. What a guy. One nil against Feyenoord. And Peter, you saw the game and you made an interesting point that he complimented the pitch. Now, we know where it was in Tirana. Um, people were, were surprised it was going to be there. What did you notice last night? Well, it's typical Mourinho in the build-up to it. Mm. I, I'm obviously, I love listening to manager speaking, pre-game, post-game, you name it. And I, I like listening to him. And it was interesting that he'd mentioned on the Tuesday, I think it was, he was saying that the pitch was excellent. He was delighted because people were talking about having in Tirana. He said, oh, the pitch in the stadium is fantastic. And I seen the game kicking off and it was like a cow field in the respect of it. looked great on top, but you see the ball rolling, it was slow, it was bobbly. I could see why because Feyenoord like to pass the ball quickly move mm. the ball quickly and Jose, his teams not get a lot of pace right yeah. about it so it slowed the game down for them you know and it's these wee things that you, you, you take, what do you take out of management you can have all the coaching sessions you want in the world you can do all the different things but it's these wee intricacies I think you look at and you see this is why they're the best because I can guarantee you if he'd have lost the final <laughs> <laughs> the picture of being hammered of course <laughs> you yeah. know but he's made it before it and he's put that sort of doubt but I, I could guarantee that Feyenoord because of the way they played they'd have loved a different type of pitch there's no doubt do you think he's kind of underestimated now and that he was the special one great self-publicist but he's won everything we know it Porto against Celtic 2003 and then he won it the next year the Champions League he's won everything he has won but everything but I think that's his fifth European trophy mm-hmm. and I think he's the first one to win obviously since that and you think European. he's won the trophies that he won at Manchester United and classed as a failure yeah. and probably chose to sack him over than sacking Paul Pogba mm. which and then look at the state that they, they, they got themselves into I just love listening to him I think he's a serial winner he's a fantastic personality mm. obviously a fantastic coach as well um, and I'm delighted for him that he's won it at Roma actually there was question marks if he was going to stay and I just read there that actually he's looking to build a project there so a um, house? Can, no there's <laughs> <laughs> too many of them <laughs> but no, he, him now. He's, he's great he's just brought together back the fans yep. the, um, the community the club it just looks as if he gets everybody on board mm. the way he speaks because you're always engrossed in what he's going to say don't you and they're oh, football but, crazy in that, in that city aren't they in Rome Lazio yeah, and Roma but if you think about it Manchester United played a play a different yeah. or so expected to play a different type of football. I think years ago, Jose thought he was getting after Sir Alex left. I think mm. that was the big plan for everyone. But I don't think that was held well behind the scenes. I think they thought it was more pragmatic. Manchester United mm. liked playing with the flying wingers yeah. and whatever. Mm. Because if Jose Mourinho's coming up after Sir Alex leaves, mm. there's probably no even anybody touches him. Mm-hmm. if you understand what I'm saying because of the, the amount of success he's had but because of the way they played and people talk about buying the right player for the right football club mm-hmm. and I think that's the same way people thought about Manchester United he'd done magnificently as he said his biggest achievement is finishing second but it's typical Jose saying that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but Chelsea was a completely different club and he does better with clubs if you understand that have been unsuccessful yeah, and Milan yeah, yeah. hadn't won for a long time Roma hadn't won for a long time yeah. Tottenham he got them a final and then got sacked you know and that's the only club he's not won a, a trophy mm. with and he got them to the final and got sacked a week leading up to the final you know incredible you know there's, there's no doubt about it and you can see sometimes why people don't like him is because he, the way he gets on and whatever but to have that okay. confidence and success is magnificent he just, he just loves he actually prefers to win 1-0 than like a 5-4 didn't or a 5-0 mm-hmm. you would love to win the game 1-0 with Clean sheets, hardly any way. chances <laughs> and um, <laughs> to win he would love that and that's probably the best way to win a, win the final Absolutely. for him the so best he, way but he would never have lasted at Rangers or Celtic as managers because both teams 
it, the supporters demand attacking football, don't but, they? Well, that's you know? what I'm saying. It's, it depends yeah. what you're wanting. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're if you've not had success for a long Trophies time, are, oh, well, exactly. Let's yeah. try and win something with a different expectation. Okay, Celtic. Who are they going to buy? They could be interested in Manchester City defender Ko Itakura and also Taylor Harwood Bellis. So. Yeah. The, the biggest thing, Celtic, obviously, you look at through the last, I don't know how many, five, ten years, a lot of Celtic signings have came from Manchester City. I mean, There's that connection there, isn't there? Mark Longwell joining. But you talk yep. about Ongenau, that's yep. he was in that sort of uh, Manchester City group. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's all that connection. And if you don't know the players, Pat Roberts, mm. it goes right through. Um, you could name them all. Derek Boyata, who scored the other evening there to keep Hearth up. Yep. You know, so, he was uh, a good player, wasn't he? He'd done it, but it was funny. We'd agreed to take him. To Forest as well. All oh, right. Yep. That was done the night before, and then it was pulled out the next morning. And it was funny at that particular time because Derek was at that sort of period <sighs> in his career. They had a few loans. They didn't particularly work out, you know. And people weren't sure of him. So even when he came up to Celtic, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not so sure this is going to work out here because you know what's expected here. Because you see what happened to Shane Duffy. And it's not to say Shane Duffy had a bad time because mm-hmm. everybody had a bad time. And if you're a he defender, yeah. I bet if you're a defender, Paul. It's yeah. very, very difficult because yeah. you know, at least sometimes you can have a wee bit of breather at times. Yeah. The team's doing well in midfield, yeah. not the front, and you're winning games. It's like the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper got hammered because I think every shot was going in. But Celtic had probably more shots against last year than they've ever had, mm. ever. You know, so there's some going again if you're not defending properly, and everybody just went through a bad time. It didn't make Shane Duffy went straight back into the Premier League I know. and straight, played yep. really well. Yep. They for love that him. Period, I bet yep. For that period of time, he went back straight yep. after the horrendous time. Mm was he done exceptionally well for Brighton in that period and that just shows you the, the fine lines and the different expectation of Celtic or the Rangers On, the, on the Celtic mm. signings I yeah. think it will be um, interesting what Ange chooses I don't think I said this before I don't think he'll be that worried about the big name signing I don't think he'll be worried about the price tag I think it's whatever fits to his style yeah. so I won't be surprised Celtic fans if you actually see a couple of Celtic signings again that will say who's that you know and not like the marquee signing that everybody's looking mm. for and probably in the past that every Celtic and Rangers fan were looking for um, but I think what he's gave now with the signings that he's got in, um, especially in the January of that unknown that there's a trust there yeah. and they'll know the Celtic fans will know well he must be a good player yeah. and especially what Ange Postecoglou does I think he makes players better very very quickly because I think no disrespect to, to the Celtic I'm not saying they're, they're terrible players I'm just saying the system is probably better than the players if you look at the likes mm-hmm. of Ante Ralston who was probably going to be out the door and Ange Postecoglou yeah. come in and just made them incredibly gifted player and used his attributes because he's understands he's understanding of the game formations and how he wants to play and he's just flourished in that again you wouldn't have maybe have not, not seen that um, if Ange Postecoglou didn't come in the door So Chris Burke how do you think Celtic will do in Europe because Champions League they're straight in which is magnificent yep. for the you know 35 to 40 million Rangers have just missed out they could get through they've got the qualifying and then the playoffs so they've got four games for Celtic how do you think that system how he'll have to adapt it will he for Champions League well I don't think he will <laughs> um, if I'm honest um, but I think it's diff- different in Europe I don't know what you, you think Peter I don't. I think there's times you have to respect the opponent and play a different way maybe in different times in the moment or play a different formation and kind of strip back your beliefs to actually respect and win the game and get it over with Um Unless you have an abundance of talent, you know, like a Manchester City, a Liverpool, who just constantly play the same way, are unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I hope they do do well and I hope obviously as Rangers have done in the past especially this season do well but I I think it'll be more challenging mm-hmm. in that aspect for Ange Postecoglou in Europe than it will be domestically yeah well I think that that's the thing if I, the disappointment of last year was probably the two Bordeaux games I didn't think we learnt in any of them mm-hmm. because we kept pushing the full backs inside as yeah. you do and Bordeaux just stuck two quick boys on the line and every time they got the ball they just put it down out in that area and all of a sudden Celtic were up for attack and were on the back foot constantly mm. you know and that was the first time I thought tactically you sometimes you're not you've not got Virgil van Dijk at the back who's yeah. lightning quick yeah. strong people say about Liverpool play this way and Liverpool play everybody can try that you can watch so many things on the television and say I oh, will play this way but that's dependent on your players Andy Robertson's quick Trent Alexander's quick then the centre halves that play at Liverpool are all quick. You know, Celtic never had that in a, a great abundance. So the, the two games against Bodo was a, a, a sort of eye opener for me because you play against a lot of these teams, you know, and you have to be tactically aware. You know, and I said to you before, we used to go in Europe and I hardly won away from home. Yeah. Hardly won away from home, but ha- never lost a game at home. Well, hardly any, but three, I think, in Europe, not yeah. about 15 years, which I found incredible because we played with two wingers out in the touchline. But in the middle of the pitch, you always felt as if you had a 5v2 away from home. didn't matter what team you played. Mm. It was so, so difficult. And I think that's the thing that you have to be adjusting why. And I think that's the one thing that I think Ange will do. There'll be a, I think he's got to realise in Europe, you have to play slightly different. There's, and that's not changing your tactic. You have to. It's a fact. You because think you will, top, top, I think he has to. If you don't, you'll be in every competition again this year. You know, you'll be dropping from one into the next, into the next, into the next. Yeah. Because the teams at that level... Mm. The one thing they do is tactically have it right, and if they've got the right players, then they just kill you. And he's clever, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's clever, got his philosophy. He's so yeah. intelligent, isn't yeah. he? So, you're, you know, and again, he's probably playing in a European competition at a higher level because you're playing against elite straight mm. into the group yep. stage. Absolutely. So he probably has to be a bit more respectful. Maybe he's going to have to accept that he's not going to have all the possession of the ball and not being in that stubborn way. So he is a hugely, he seems hugely intelligent and clever human being. Um, and his turnover has just been incredible mm. that that in that space of time to overcome what twenty five points yeah. and the style as well and the the, the 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 glamorous way they play just to do it in that way also so I hope I hope you, he has been right. phenomenal he's he been has. absolutely phenomenal and he's unbelievable experience but you keep forgetting yeah. he mm. doesn't follow a tree land at Celtic's door no. <laughs> you know what I mean he's been about <laughs> no. for a long time you know what I mean he's been about for a long long time he could time. have for all we knew about him <laughs> exactly I mean it was just nobody knew anything but that's what I'm saying but if yep. you're into football and that, and we all follow football and you know yep. the national team and whatever he's no mug I've said that for a long time mm. everybody knew he wasn't a mug in any shape or form but when you don't start right with the first few mm. games people start to think you're a mug I met one of our youngest listeners the other night. It was young Connor out in Motherwell. I said, who's your favourite player? And he said, Dyson Maeda. And I see Maeda made a return to his old club at Yokohama, F Marinos. And what a reception he got going back there. It was a touch wow. of class, wasn't it? Incredible, you know. I mean, mm. that, that, that's what I'm saying. You leave your club back here and everybody gets crucified, you know, the mercenary or whatever. Mm. These people are just happy that these guys go away and sell the shirts over by in the respect of that because they go and represent them so well you know you see Son doing it for Tottenham yeah. mm-hmm. you know went back as well and he's they, got the glasses do you see that <laughs> but that's I what see I'm saying the they, they just love people getting back with yeah. success you know they yeah. take it as the country's getting success we've seen their players going out there you know and that's, that's and to be fair he has been phenomenal for talking about work ethic and work mm-hmm. rate and whatever he's been a big big spark in everything they've done along with Jack and Marcus we talk about everybody mm-hmm. else but these guys 
they, they're a big, big party with Celtic do. And Rio Hatate, the other one, there's Gucci as well, he went back to his old club, uh, Kawasaki Fontale, and he was given uh, a rather stylish pineapple. <laughs> I don't know if it's an actual pineapple, <laughs> an edible one. Mr. Gorby's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a player, Rio Hitati. Oh, fantastic player. Um, I mean, you're still having nightmares about that game beginning of February. Barry <laughs> was for a yeah, long time. Listen, that's, yeah. that's the game he really turned it on, didn't he? Mm, yeah. And, you know, I, I think he came at a stage as well where he, where, um, he still had to adjust to the, to the tempo mm. of the Scottish Premier League and he adjusted really quickly. And um, obviously that game he done exceptionally well. With, with, with it was later on goals. he struggled a little bit, Chris. Yeah. Even though it was later on, because people forget that he, right. I think it was right in a second season mm-hmm. continuous. Yeah. We talk about people playing games. I think he'd finished his season and continued then. Mm-hmm. You know, so he had no break. So that's his so-called poorer performance for mm-hmm. Celtic was his latter ones. You know, he was, was less effectual because he'd probably run out of steam, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think that's credit to the Scottish game that you know it doesn't matter who you're playing for you've got to fight all the time and the way sure. the manager wants to play they're constant even though they're winning 6 and 7 I'm saying Mieda was still closing down in 90 odd minutes I kept saying to you mm-hmm. constant week in week out and that is their mentality and that's what the manager's done as you said bringing the right players and he knows the players have got the work ethic mm-hmm. to go and play his style of football that's what he's wanting but I just think tactically they have to be not as naive because you're getting in against the big boys right away So Peter uh, your old club now the champions Um for this summer, you won't see a summer like last year, the number of players who came in, the turnover of, of staff that there were. When you think about it, Ryan Christie, Odson Edward and Cham, all these people who were there at the start of the season have gone. Celtic have won the title. Do you agree with Chris Burke that there won't be necessarily huge names coming in, but it could be effective? Where do you think? How many players do you think are going to come in in the summer? We're looking at Jota. Looks as though it could sign any day now. He could. His agent's in town. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers as well. The, it looks as though it, the personal terms have been agreed with him. It's just getting that fee, Tottenham, you know, the, the like. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Levy, uh, you know, a tough negotiator. 100%. Um, but I think the biggest thing you look at there, doesn't matter how successful you are. You can look through history when Liverpool had that incredible run all the years ago. Every time they were successful, they went out and bought two or three players, mm. but top quality players, where everybody went, but they've already got Ian yeah. Rush or Kenny Dalglish or whatever. Mm. Peter Beersley comes mm-hmm. you know there was people like that coming mm-hmm. in and you think why are they doing that mm-hmm. sort of thing but that just sparks everybody else that sparks all the players I know when we used to turn up to pre-season training I'd love it if there was a talk the year we went in with the Canio and that turn up yeah. was brilliant for yeah. me you know I'm like alright okay here we mm-hmm. go I better stop being a mug now you know players start <laughs> trying to play, get to the good players quicker you know what I mean And but it was brilliant because you, you want top quality players but when you see them on the training pitch it just lifts everything course, yeah. you know everybody mm-hmm. wants to show a wee bit and show them how good you are and I think that's what Celtic will do I think, I think Rangers will do the same mm-hmm. they have to go above again you know, you can't stay there. You have to bring people in that spark everybody else. And that is the biggest secret, the sparking someone else, knowing that somebody who may think, oh, I'm a starter, all of a sudden gets re-kicked in the backside because there's somebody else pushing him as equal quality. Or maybe that will be a bit of quality above him that he becomes the second that he's got to fight. Mm. And then you see him producing performances even better than he's done this season. Chris Burton, think- are you just too young to ever play against the Canio in his final years? No, no you just missed him. I used yeah. to practice his chop though. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, Every day in the swing park when I was a kid, I used to just love watching him. He used to just um. chop, chop, chop. Probably chopped a little bit too much, but what an artist, wasn't he? Well, that was um, a, you know, that was a secret. I mean, me and Andy, Tom, him, 
George Cadetti and Big mm. Pierre that was the front four me and Paul <laughs> the the middle of the so Paul would go up with them and I'd be sitting in the middle of the pitch <laughs> I had to go and get the ball back and get, it, get to the good players you know what I mean oh, that, that, was a, that, that was a secret but it was brilliant it was the most play. exciting time we, we, we lost one game that season mm-hmm. you know but it, we went remember the Aberdeen game away mm-hmm. in the snow and he's pulled the ball out with the golden boots yeah. I mean I wouldn't have wore golden boots didn't matter I had it I mean he was black dubbing dubbin all the time you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> he's bringing out the air with golden boots on in the snow <laughs> walking around Theo Schnelders you know yeah. it was phenomenal the Dutch keeper you know unbelievable keeper what were your boots what did you wear Predominantly Adidas or right. Umbro because Celtic used to obviously have their sponsor at that particular mm. time you had to wear a certain boot apart from when Paolo came and started to wear the white boots That's you know right. Yeah. right well I will never be that good ah. I used to chase people who had white boots on <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some others after them yeah. <laughs> um, Chris on, you, your on, choice of boots oh Sorry. choice of boots yeah. um, I was different. I used to went to Adidas Predator when they Predator oh, still yeah, came out. Yeah, Remember, yeah. used to kind of used to think you could curl the ball round anything possible and like a boomerang. Oh, um, so, did you ever try that? <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, maybe the boomerang, not the ball. <laughs> but now I'm to. I've, I've played that long. I've tried every single boot possible to make me better, quicker. Um, I'm on the Puma boots now, but I think Celtic probably need to to touch mm. back on that. I think yeah. one thing is probably a centre back, maybe in my opinion. Mm. Um, but. I also think it's really, really important. It's about the players you retain, also. So I think one of the a couple of the best signings will be is keeping Carter Vickers and keeping Jota, and I think they just really um, kept me out of there because he was on on loan, wasn't he? So now permanent. Yep. Keeping Jota and Carter Vickers is the first priority because if they go, then how does Celtic look? If you really think, I think they look a little bit vulnerable then because Jota's been a huge influence and Carter Vickers at the back's been a huge influence as well as Joe Hart has as well. Probably three really important players. So if they keep the two, definitely is the first first priority for me. And Rangers won't stand still. They will look to change. Some players may go, some will come in. Calvin Bassey, can they hold on to him? We'll talk about that next. Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at MacklinMotors.com. Go. go Radio Business Show is back. It's the final edition of this season before the summer break. Uh, Lord Willie and Sir Tom will be he- heading off for the summer. Um, let me tell you who is on on this weekend. So with Workflow Solutions, it's back this Sunday morning, 11 till 12. Uh, Donald Martin, the editor of the Herald, and the Sunday Herald will be in the chair as always. And there's a football connection here, I can tell you, because the special guest is the CEO of the Watches of Switzerland Group in the UK and the US is Brian Duffy. Brian Duffy, formerly Ralph Lauren's guy, in he was president in Europe and a former director of Euro Club That's right. Celtic, Celtic PLC. Yep. So Brian Duffy, it's an amazing business story, his in design and fashion, and uh, so he's going to be here on Sunday morning. Peter, you'll be tuned in. Absolutely. Now you're talking about watches. That's for sure. Ah, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> you like a few watches. Yeah. I seen that when he walked in. Oh, oh, nice one there. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> is that just one of them? I see. The Timex is really nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The old Swatch. The old digital. Yeah. yeah. Old digital. You've got to press it to see the time. <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. <laughs> it's Peter Grant, Chris Burke, and Paul Cooney. So Chris Burke of Kilmarnock, but not now. Is that you officially? Is it the end of the month you go or whatever? But I know you are now. We're just watching you on yeah, the telly yeah. there talking about things. So is, is that strange to say former Kilmarnock? Um... No, I just think it's good memories, Paul. Of course, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't believe in having a negative thought. Um, everything's been positive. Mm. Even the setbacks they be getting relegated. I always mm. think things happen for a reason, and I'm glad that I was part of actually lifting the club back to the Premier League where they belong. Mm-hmm. I think you know sometimes setbacks can create a, a success, and it lifts the whole club back. 
and gives it life and I think that's definitely what's happened you know you just look at what we generated against our bro for a full capacity yep. you couldn't have said that would have happened if we played in the Premier League that year could you have yep. and that's the biggest problem you have you know that is that is definitely the biggest problem you, you have is sometimes in that adversity if people come back you're hoping when they come back they have the experience they got that evening that they continually come back because if that's the one annoying since I've come back up the road or watched the games on the television and I, people talk about going back to the, the olden days every game used to be full mm. and you know you couldn't get an away ticket for Celtic Rangers whatever whatever you were going and I would love to get back to that you know and I know it's so expensive now and that's something we have to look at you look at Germany I watched the, the relegation battle the night they were Hamburg and Hertha mm. and that was like 75,000 that was there there was 68,000 in Berlin or some or 70,000 in Berlin on the Saturday at that game as well and they're talking about like Bayern Munich £100 mm. you pay for a season book for a season, season book that's at amazing. Bayern Munich wow. but that's why they've all got I think they've all got if I'm right apart from maybe the Red Bulls and all that mm. I think they've all got 51% that's right. the ownership yes exactly yep. so everything's like Bayern Munich mm. 100, 100 pounds for a season book which is quite incredible just showing you their picture of I took that from the telly that night watching it when the sub oh, came on Chris Burke I was watching you very proud <laughs> yeah, proud, thank very you. proud. Absolutely. have you come back to somebody text you and you hadn't gone back to them but well, you got about I? a million but uh, Jamie Morrison's been on Jamie was there that night big Kilmarnock fan he says Chris thank you for everything you did for the club he lives um, with his family in the town and he absolutely loves it thanks you oh, no, for everything thank you, you did yeah I'm just playing in a probably a like a fan only I've got a little bit probably more using my talent to, to mm-hmm. do that in the football pitch so you know thank you for that King I think Clark. every club you've played for you've played the same way mm-hmm. You know, and that's what people respect more than anything else. It doesn't matter what jersey you pulled on. You'd always a dream, as I say, my dream was always to play for Celtic. If I'd have done it once, brilliant. If I wouldn't have done it at all, it'd have still been my dream. You when played, you, what, 500? Yeah, 500 times. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. You know, but as you say, but uh, the, that, that time, that, that was brilliant. How many but good ones out there for 500? Probably one. I'm kidding on. 499. I saw his debut and it was at Ibrooks. Was uh, it? Yeah. Unfortunately. He was the old Kilmarnock manager that scored that day. Bobby Williamson overhead kick. Oh, yeah. Beat his 1-0. Right. You know. What a memory. You remember absolutely everything. That's amazing. Sir Alex Ferguson's like that. See if you're lucky enough to meet him in his company. He remembers every game. He remembers you, you football, the actual players. Right, things down. You've got great. <laughs> Me too. Right, let's talk about somebody who, at the start of the season, people said, oh, I don't know how good he is in position. Has he played out of position? How is he in the back three? How is he at left back? We're talking... Calvin Bassey and this time two weeks ago we were probably talking about 10 million pound player maybe with loads of potential then it went to 15 million <laughs> and now 20 million something maybe even more here's his manager GVB speaking about Calvin Bassey I'm a big fan of of, uh, of Calvin uh, remember his first action here in this stadium when I watched the, the loss against Hips in the semi-final and uh, I, I saw something in him uh, which is uh, rarely you see in, 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 in talents his age, you know, very mature, very strong, very powerful and, uh, you know, it was really a pleasure for me to, uh, to work with him and still work with him uh, in the future to make him stronger. I think the development he has this season is, uh, is tremendous and that's why he played so many good games in Europe. Also today he was uh, very impressive, so uh, he's an important part of the team at the moment. Arthur Newman, no less, uh, an old colleague of yours, Chris, is in the paper yeah. today. I see him in the Sun speaking about um, Calvin Bassey. For you, how good is he and what's he valued at now? Well, I think 
if you're talking about Kieran Tierney being 25 million, I think you have to look at that mark for me. I think uh, I heard Mark Guidi saying uh, again in the radio on on here and Go Radio saying that if he was getting priced and they put him on the market at 15, you get 10 English Premier League clubs chasing him. Um, if you're looking at 20 and above, then you've still got teams that are looking to pay that money. Probably the reason being is is he's got every attribute possible. Um, he's blessed with all the attributes and he just seems as if he's getting better and better. I heard, um, obviously, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst say there, and I wrote down um, his, his development's been tremendous. Mm-hmm. And if you just look at his numbers, he had three starts last season in the Premier League. This season he has 29 starts. Wow. And last season he had no appearances in Europe. And this season he's had 12 see the the elevation he has made has been tremendous um, not just that it seems as if he's a humble humble guy he's at a fantastic age at 22 um, I think if he have to add something to his game obviously I'm sure he will I think it's probably maybe goals and then assists and that if he's playing that left back area obviously he can play centre back it's a little bit different but I think when he plays left back just to be a bit more attacking and work on your crosses and getting in at the back post like Tavernier does and what a great way to learn from with somebody like James mm-hmm. Tavernier next to you so yeah I can't speak highly enough of him I'm hugely impressed by him I don't know what you think Peter Well I've said it for months um, You have yep. I, I thought even last year I thought when I seen him he always excited me um, I remember it was one of our cup tie we played in Fernland at the start of the season we could beat 5-0 and I think it was the first game he started and he was actually for 3-0 down to 15 minutes and he just kept bombing forward and getting great delivery in the box and he gets, scored the three goals. Um, and I thought he was outstanding. And to be fair to the manager, it's him that's gave him the run of games. You know, have it gave him the trust. And for me, you look at it and you think down to England, you go through the teams and that's what I always do because people are sorry, I would sign this one or sign that one or maybe they'll not be interested. And I look and think, look at all the teams down there, even the top teams, who's got a better left back and left centre back? Because let's be honest, if he yep. plays in a three, and a lot of them swing to threes now, and you know he does that, he can play at left back and get forward. You're buying two players, you're mm-hmm. not buying one, you know. So it's, then that's what you need. So you've got somebody spending that amount of money, his age, you know. So what's the price if you were doing the budget there at um, Villa, for example? Well, Apparently, Stephen Jars Villa, they want him. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, Stephen didn't play him. He knew him, True. he brought him, yep. but didn't he play him. Gio played him a lot more, yep. you know. Big trusted time. him a lot more. Mm-hmm. Never changed his system, Stephen. Always, always played at left back under Stephen. Yep. He played in big European games at left centre back against so called top quality strikers. I told you one of his best performances was against Celtic in the semi final when he went out against Rogic and stopped Rogic in the game. You know, went out against him, played and made it really difficult for Tom to turn who can win the match for you in no time. So he did a lot of different things. So I think tactically he's aware of what he's been asked to do, but you're not just buying the one position. And that's yeah, the thing right. for me. And I think as a young man, you've got to say, well, I want to spend 15 million every year. I look at likes of West Ham and you've got likes of Creswell and all that who are at a different age in their career. And I'm looking, if I'm David Moyes, oh, for sure, I'd be looking at him because Creswell's at that stage of his mm-hmm. career. But sometimes Creswell's played at left centre-back mm-hmm. and he's nowhere as good as Bassey at left centre-back. So is it 20 million for you? We'd be the starting, the maybe, maybe problem, 25? The, the biggest problem is, is like, Kieran Tierney was playing for Arsenal. Yeah. the same way he was playing for Celtic Kieran's not going for 25 million mm-hmm. 
you know, but that's what they think in Scotland. It's an easy place because they look at the wages are not the same down there, so they can look at it and they can take you for nothing. You're really sure. in that respect, you know. So twenty five million get into the last series contract or whatever. I don't know which contract situation is. Two to go. Well, you maybe say to yourself, well, I've got to take that because we're never going to be offered that again mm-hmm. because it maybe not happen. And then that, that, the other thing is you're dependent on the boy. You know, the, the boy, course, yeah. does he want to go right away? Mm-hmm. Does he want to say, well, I want to have another year Champions here? Champions League. Do I want to have another yeah, year here? Could. And I know some players are not like that. Mm-hmm. Knowing the way this kid's mentality, looking at him, he seems level-headed when I listen to him talking and the way he plays mm-hmm. and the enthusiasm he plays with. But sometimes you've got to say, well, is this the best place for me to play at this moment in time? I've no doubt he could get in and play, pick your teams, and he could go and pick your team in the Premiership in England and could play for them. And but, as I say, he's still a hell of a lot to learn. But there's no doubt. But price on him, pff, for me, it's just a, the quality of player I'd be buying. Chris, your old team, Rangers, can I just ask you before yeah, we yeah, finish, who, where do they need to strengthen over the summer? I, I guess some of it will yeah. be dependent on who goes out. Yeah, who goes in, who goes out. I think you'll definitely look for a winger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's for sure. Um, obviously, Scott Wright's came on to a game, but I think that needs to be strengthened in need that area. In every position. Even right? if Kent goes, that will need to be strengthened even more. I think Kent might go this summer. Yeah, if Kent goes with the, the speculation that, that's seen. Um, so maybe he's identified two new wingers. Maybe another striker as well, if I'm honest with you. And if Goldson goes, then there's going to be a rebuild there at the back He'll also. Go. So yeah. I think Rangers have to do more business than what Celtic have to do this summer, if I'm honest. Who's winning the Champions League? Chris, this weekend, um, what do you think? I, I did tip my uh, Liverpool to win it, so I'm going to stick with Liverpool. Peter? Liverpool because they've got a better defence. You know, and I just think Real Madrid give up too many mm. chances, but to be fair, my favourite's playing Modric. I'm looking forward to watching him. <sighs> He's been a, a joy to watch, you know, and I just hope if he performs at his best, you're, they're always capable of Benzema at the top of the pitch, but I think they give up too many chances, and I don't think Liverpool will miss as many chances as other teams have. Good luck to Andy Robertson. And yeah, yeah, Jurgen Klopp, it's amazing, isn't it? And who is coming up? Huddersfield or your old team, Nottingham Forest? Oh, old team for a month, Nottingham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> My old team for about a season and a half, Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Chris, all the best. Keep us up to date. Oh, with, no, uh, do. I'm back on, yeah. I think, on Monday. So I'll see you. Look Monday. forward to that, Peter, next week as well. We'll see you yeah, then yeah, tomorrow night. Rob is here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Coming up after the news, it's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at Macklin There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley We're bringing you everything Toyota Backed by first class service So come and meet the team And view the stunning new Toyota range All available with up to 10 year warranty Including the all new iGo Cross And new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.